0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. If you'll meet me in the book of Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15. I want to read a few verses of scripture this morning. Amen. And see what the Lord, a man would speak and say to us today through his word. The Bible says, starting with verse one, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, fear not Abraham, Abram. So used to call him Abraham. Sorry, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And The steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bow shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward the heaven and tell the stars that thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. To give you this land to inherit it. I'd like to. Uh, Thrust our attention at verse number two this morning, in particular. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless. For a little while this morning, I'd like to speak to you along these lines a fortune without a future, a fortune without a future. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. We really need heaven to help us this morning. We need God to help us today. Father, Lord, I come to you this morning. God, we're in need, Lord, of your aid, and we're in need, Father, of your help. I pray, O Lord Jesus, today, God, harness our minds and our attentions today. God bring them Lord into the submission Lord of your spirit. Lord you're able to guide and you're able to instruct today God you're able to help us God as we look into your word and hear your word that something said in your word would be able to prick us and be able to give us Lord some kind of guidance and some type of instruction. I pray oh Lord today Lord you're able to aid us today God I'm in need Lord Jesus of you Lord keep our Lord minds Lord from distractions this morning that they can be focused Lord upon what you would have to say. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray amen and amen can everyone say amen amen Amen. you may be seated this morning in Jesus name a fortune without a future a fortune without a future God God had spoken to Abram as he was called at this time God had pulled this man that had been a part of a pagan family had been a part of a family that worshipped a multitude of gods his father was Tira the Bible said and he was an idol worshiper God had called this man away from his kindred away from his country away from everything that he had known to go on a journey because God had a land that he would like for Abram to inherit God would like to give it to him and his descendants after him. As a matter of fact, oftentimes in scriptures, whenever God is speaking to Abram concerning the land that he is taking him to and the land that he's desiring to give to him, he oftentimes tells Abram, He says, I, I want to give this land or this bounty and this good. I want to give it to you. But he would oftentimes follow that up with saying, And to the descendants after you. He spoke these words to Abram even when Abram didn't have. Didn't even have a child. Uh, He's speaking these words before there ever existed. uh, Throughout his his legacy or pedigree. Twelve tribes of Israel. He's speaking this to him. Whenever the Bible says that his wife Sarai. As she is called at that moment in time. Whenever Abram and Sarai left. Left Ur of child. Besides the, the point. It tells us that Sarai was barren. Had no child. And so Abram and Sarai are leaving the land of Ur of Chaldees, seeking after the land that God wants to give to them, bless them with, and they don't have any children. She's barren. She doesn't even have the ability to produce a child. As the story would go, they would find themselves going down in Egypt not long after reaching the land of Canaan. The Bible says that while they were there, they came forth from the land of Canaan, and they were given some things concerning riches, concerning silver, concerning gold, concerning men servants and maidservants, they would have whenever they left Egypt, that God would have blessed them, it would seem like, again, with material goods, put blessings upon their life. The Bible describes Abram that he was a rich man. He had a lot. He had a lot of riches. He, he had a lot of cattle. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why him and his his relative Lot had to separate ways is because their herdsmen were bickering back and forth. They, they both had so much cattle and so much livestock that the land that they were sharing was just not enough for both of them. So they were going to split in part ways. So Abraham was a rich man. He The Bible even says he had he had silver and he had Gold And so there's a lot of bounty, a lot of of God's blessing that is bestowed upon his life. And and, and no doubt it serves him well to understand that he has been blessed by God. And maybe somewhere along his journey he has asked at different times, God, Bless me, bless me and my wife, bless me as an individual, bless me for listening to your voice and leaving my country and leaving my kindred. Thank you, Lord, for the riches. Thank you, Lord, for the cattle. Thank you, Lord, for the goat. I don't know if Abraham was much like humanity is today, but we we kind of like the blessings of the Lord. I don't know if Abraham was like that we are today, but, you know, it's sometimes that I find myself asking God for his blessings and asking God. I, I like to come into a church house and feel the presence of the Lord and leave, and whenever I leave, know that I've been blessed by God. I love I love it, and, and I'm not trying to be uh, 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 pull back the curtain real far today, but I like when God blesses me financially. Now, maybe you don't but that's okay I'm telling you I like it whenever God blesses me financially I'm glad whenever God makes ways where there seems to be no ways I'm, I'm appreciative of that and I find myself sometimes just not just thanking God but saying God do it again you know that that that, that I, I mean I can handle a whole lot of this God just just pour it on I, uh, this blessing thing man I, I'm appreciative of that that's great and that's wonderful and that's that's just exciting to receive the blessing of God and God to be able to displace all of these riches and cattle and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants upon Abraham and some might even think man that that's that's well deserving of Abraham. I mean, he listened to the voice of God. He left his home when God said leave. It would only seem right that he would have some sort of blessing upon his life and so we lived in in a day and age even in the church that people like amen God bless me and there's a lot of prosperity doctrine being preached you know uh, plant the seed and God will bless you you know uh, blab it and grab it you know type of garbage you know all of this blessing type of mentality but there was a difficulty in the matter concerning Abraham and all of the blessings that he and his wife sarai had upon their life the riches the silver the gold all of this because they had all of these material goods all of these blessings from god and the bible tells us though from the very onset that they did not have a child the bible says that abraham cries out unto god because he has just went forth Abraham has he's got back Lot some men had come and taken Lot taken some of the goods of the land of Sodom and Gomorrah Abraham hears word of it he goes and defends his relative Lot he gets Lot back he gets the people that were taken back he gets all of the goods all the material goods that were taken back and the king came out and said Abraham I tell you what I'll give you a little bit of any of this that you want any of these goods that you want you can have them so here it is here's an opportunity to be blessed again here's an opportunity to acquire more riches more silver more gold but whenever Abraham spoke to that king that came and approached him concerning this he said king he said I don't want any I don't want any of these material goods he says just just let us have back all the souls of the people I don't care about the goods give me the persons give me the people that's what I'm interested in and it was right after that chapter In chapter 15 then That the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision And he says Abram He says I am thy shield And thy exceeding great reward And what God is telling Abram Abram that's right You don't need the spoils from those people You don't need their goods and their services Because I'm your blesser I'm the one that blesses you And puts all these mighty blessings upon your life Silver and gold And men servants and maid servants And Abram is taking all of this in And the question that he's about ready to ask is not something that God is ignorant about. But Abraham cries out to God and says, God, if if you're my exceeding great reward, he says, what will you give me seeing that I go childless? There was something in those words. Abraham said, God, you can bless me every day that I'm alive. And I can feel your presence every day that I'm alive. And I can have more men servants and maid servants than any man that is upon the face of the earth. And all the gold and the silver. But what is it really going to profit if I don't have somebody after me that can be an inheritor of the blessing that you are giving me right now? someone hear me today because I know and understand the mentality sometimes of a church I want to be blessed God. Lord bless us as an assembly. God bless us as a church and that is good and that's something to be sought after and something to be desired but what we need to consider is like Abraham considered. Lord if you bless us every time we come into this place that is well but there needs to be a generation after us that's going to be intact that these blessings can be passed on to. It would be be a great disservice today for us to have this fine building with these fine people sitting before us, amen, with the blessings of God upon our life, amen, things, amen, being paid for, amen, and all these different measures if there's not a generation after this generation that's going to be there and intact that can be inheritors of the blessing that God has placed upon this place. Well, you're saying that today, Brother McGee, I'm saying God more so than another blessing upon my life. God, I'm in need of some children. I'm in need of a generation that's after this generation. I need some souls. I need some backsliders. I need some people that don't know God to enter the house of the Lord because if I'm just searching and clamoring for another blessing, it's gonna stop right here if there's not another generation. get caught up in the bless mode of the bless me mode and bless me as a church mode bless me individually mode but honey that is really really a cheap question that's a cheap request if you don't have a child you understand what I'm saying as a matter of fact I just read just as late of last night that there was a man by the name of Roman Bloom he lived in the New York the New York state area Staten Island I believe 2012, Roman Bloom, who was a Holocaust survivor, he died at the age of 97 there in New York State. The, the story went that his body lingered in the morgue for four days while the rabbi of that particular hospital was in search for family, friends, and then finally came in contact With what he discovered to be Roman Blum's lawyer. And so here is Roman Blum. Four days lingering in the morgue. He's a Holocaust survivor. He's 97 years old. According to everything that they can search out. He doesn't have any heirs. He doesn't have any surviving family. That they can find anywhere. Even back to his roots of Poland. Cannot find any family. His wife died in 1992. He and her never had a child. They were childless. But Roman Blum, what sets him apart from everybody else, is that Roman Blum has an estate valued at $40 million. $40 million. But he doesn't have any heirs. He doesn't have any surviving family. As a matter of fact, in the state of New York, it is recorded as the largest unclaimed estate in New York history. What are you saying? He was a real estate shark, building houses, selling houses for all those 97 years, all the toil, sweat, all the gain. Amen. He had oil uh, places up in Alaska. He would have, uh, there was a butler of his that said he would have $100,000 checks from just the oil places over in Alaska only almost on a weekly basis deposited into the bank. All of that blessing, all of that resources and material goods upon his life. But because he did not have a generation after him because there was not a generation coming up there was no heir there was no child there's 40 million dollars today that's going to the state of New York because there was no child set in place amen it did not keep in his family it did not go beyond his generation what are well, you saying this morning brother McGee sister Nadine I appreciate over the years that you've been a part of this church and what we've experienced around here but it'll be a tragedy if the blessings stop with you and there's no offspring and there's no generation and there's no heir there's no inheritor folks there must be an inheritor I don't want the greatness and the fancy of God amen to die in my generation God what are you going to give me what I'm really in need of more than a blessing is some children what I'm in need of is a fresh soul what I'm in need of is somebody go down in Jesus name what I'm in need of is somebody to be filled with your spirit so that we can pass on the blessings that we've already acquired yes. 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 hallelujah it's the way that things were set up whenever the tribes later in life whenever the tribes would enter that land of promise that they had longed for that had even been promised unto Abraham when they entered into that land All of the allotments of land that was divided up and given to the different tribes. When those allotments of land were divided up and given to the different tribes, it was given to them as a permanent, a permanent inheritance. It was to be the family of Dan's for generations for eternity. It was to be the children of Judah's for generations. Eternity, and so they were given as permanent parcels, permanent allotments of land to each tribe. But listen, well, folks, there's something there that hinges on the idea and concept of them being an eternal inheritance, and that was based upon this fact. The fact is, this there would always have to be then a generation up and coming there as a beneficiary to inherit what mom and dad and grandma and grandpa had. It being an eternal blessing and inheritance for them was based upon the fact that there was going to be a generation there to inherit what their forefathers had been blessed with. Folks, I'm not going to let this thing die in my generation. Amen. I can come in every Sunday and ask God to bless me. But what I really need, listen to me, what we need in 2015 is some children. What we needed 20, and I'm not talking about those back there. I'm talking about some new converts, people born again of the water and the Spirit. I'm talking about somebody that can start to appreciate what I got and what you got and what God's bestowed upon our lives. Because if not, we'll have a fortune of God's blessing upon this place. But we'll have no future. We need to have a fortune. And we need to have a future as well. That can be inheritors of this fortune we have. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a certain part of me that sees in Genesis 15 as Abraham... Ask this question to the Lord. The only thing I got here in my house, God, is Eleazar, And I have people that I would consider heirs of mine, but they were not born. They were not born with my wife, Rachel, just a handmaiden. God said, Abram, it's not going to be those that were born with your handmaiden that's going to be your heir, but you're going to have a boy. Whenever God told him, I'm your great reward, Abraham said, let's talk about kids. Let's talk about an offspring. God, I'm already rich. Hear me. Are you listening to me? God, I'm already rich. God, I got plenty of cattle already. I got plenty of livestock already. But where I suffer is an offspring. Honey, if you would consider your life, really, if you would consider what God has done for you in the past years of being a child of God, you could look back and say, God, I'm rich. Uh Uh-huh. Spiritual matters. God, I'm rich. God, I got plenty of cattle. I got plenty of things that you bestowed and blessings you bestowed upon my life. But whenever I look around, where I really lack is an offspring. That's the reason why, that's the reason why, Rachel... Rachel, whenever she spoke in Jacob and it's amazing to me. You see that Sarah, she was she was barren, Rebecca was barren, Rachel was barren. That seemed to be a problem just throughout the the, the genealogy of the Israelites. The women were barren. They didn't have no child because they understood the importance. I think that brought even maybe the importance to their mind. It doesn't matter how much you have if you don't have anybody to inherit what you got. And so each time God was the one that opened the womb of Sarah and opened the womb of, uh, of Rebecca and opened the womb of Rachel. Rachel in her plea, understanding how important it was to have an offspring a generation it was more than just giving a good name for the family name to be carried on it was more than just giving a son to her husband all of that was fine and well but she looked at her husband Jacob and she said Jacob her words were this Bishop preached on it years ago she said give me children or else I die what are you saying what are you saying Rachel all the blessings all the bounty all the one of the Lord die right here if we don't have somebody to pass it on we don't have somebody to pass it on to. If we don't have a future, amen, beyond where we are, give me children. She understood in that moment Jacob, we were with my father Laban and we came from the land. When you came over the river, you just had a staff in your hand. But whenever we're going back, we have two bands of men, we have livestock, we've been blessed of God, but we need some children. We need an offspring, we need a generation coming after us because it doesn't matter about these two bands and this life's talk if we don't have some kids if we don't don't have somebody to inherit what we've got because otherwise it's just a fortune without a future and see whenever we read then that Abraham has this talk back and forth with God it's as though God wasn't going to say anything else to Abraham about the land he wanted to give to Abraham unless until he settled in Abraham's mind, he would have offspring to inherit the land. God says, I see what I'm doing right now. He says, I I can't talk to this guy anymore about blessing until he is at ease knowing that he'll have a generation to receive the blessing I'm giving him. As a matter of fact, when we read Acts 7, Brother Zach, if you can, and verse number 5, in Acts 7 and verse number 5, New Testament, New Testament is reflecting upon this Old Testament time of Abraham. And it states these words, look at it now. And he gave him, God gave Abram none inheritance in it, Canaan. No, not so much as to set his foot on Yet he promised that he would give it to him for possession and to his seed after him when as yet he had no child. The recording in Acts is that whenever Abraham died, he had not yet the land of Canaan had even a parcel of land that he could even place his foot on. As in his, his inheritance. As a matter of fact, the only inheritance that Abraham had of Canaan whenever he died was the burial ground he had purchased for his wife and for his family. It's so all he had. But you know what? Abraham is not saddened by that reality because he understood the principle all the way back in Genesis 15. I could have all of Canaan and have no kid. And be in a worse circumstance, having being a worse circumstance than having just a portion of ground of burial and yet have children. In other words, I I would be worse off if I had all the land of promise, every blessing, if all the bounty of God was mine, and yet having nobody to pass it down to. Amen. He said, I've been worse off if that was the case he said but since that is not the case I understand that I don't have to be sorrowful because yes I've been given great riches by God and I've been greatly blessed by God but more importantly than having the land I have something amen that I can pass it down to because whenever I cast my eyes over my shoulders I see that there is a generation that there is an inheritor there is a beneficiary amen for what God has already bestowed upon my life and so I can pass on to them what God has already given to me and they might be able to acquire a little bit more in their generation and they did amen but not without there being another generation for them then to pass their accumulated goods on to folks we must have we must have we must have children whenever Andrew met the Lord in New Testament scripture he met the Lord the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and everything Jesus had to offer when Andrew met that he didn't just pull his his coat together and say man I've been blessed by meeting the Lord being acquainted with the Lord no the Bible says that Andrew went and found his own brother Peter and said Peter here's the Lord what's he trying to do he's trying to build a legacy that won't just stop in his generation but be able to be able to be able to be able to be passed on someone say amen to be able to be Passed on to another generation beyond him my mind cannot but wonder today that perhaps a hardship for Abram later in the book of Genesis after Isaac is born that when God would require of him To take Isaac, his only offspring with his wife up Mount Moriah. Stack the wood on that boy's back. Where are we going, Dad? Going up Mount Moriah. We're going to worship up yonder. God, Dad, where's the lamb? The Lord will provide himself. A lamb, I can't but think, Brother Terry, maybe what was really the hardship for Abram as he marched up that hill. No doubt, yes, that's his only begotten son, and yes, God was asking him to take his life. But Abram, as he's walking up that hill, thinking about all the blessings of God. All the things that God had endowed he and his family with thinking that if I follow through with what God wants me to follow through with, I will not have a future for what I have to be passed on down. I can't think, but the greatest turmoil was not thinking, well, you know, here's my boy, but the idea that there's nowhere for what God has blessed me with, there's nowhere for it to go if Isaac is not alive. If Isaac is not alive, it's just as good old Roman. He has a $40 million estate that he's accumulated through his lifetime that might as well had never been. That might as well never been because of having no heir or having no child. Having the fortune and the bounty of God, but it not having a Future, amen. I'm trying to convey to us this morning, and I appreciate the times that we can clamor for the blessing of God. But I think sometimes we need to assume the role of Abram that says, God, I'm not here today clamoring for your blessing upon material goods, or God, what I can get through that mode. But I believe it would be fit, amen, in this hour. That we would clamor for God to open the womb of the church. Open the womb of the church. Put us in contact with people that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness so that they might be. Field, Amen. Because if you look back as we did a few weeks ago. A time to remember. And you see where we started to where we are now. You can begin to list the blessing of God. Church one, church two, church three. Amen. Going from 15, about 15. That first time we had Sunday school with four of them being. Or five of them rather being bishop. And Robert and Rebecca and myself. Uh, And just at that time that taking place. To now where we are and where we have been. if I consider all that it would be a tragedy it would be a tragedy if these kids and new people wouldn't be born into the kingdom and that it just all stops when the last gray headed person among us dies. Amen Stand with me this morning Been written in Isaiah concerning the Lord, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. It was spoken, Who shall declare his generation? The Bible speaks that he's cut off from the earth. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's cut off from the earth. Who's going to declare his generation? In other words, Who's going to be there to be inheritors of his promise, of his bounty, of his goodness? Abraham says, Lord, we bow our heads today. Abraham says, Lord, what what, what are you going to give me? Seeing that I go childless. What are you going to give me? Seeing that I go childless. Because whatever it is you give me is going to stop with me if I don't have a kid. If I don't have offspring, if there's not some future beyond today, I wish this morning that we'd just bow our heads and we begin to pray and say, God, help me. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.